Have you ever been desperate for someone to listen to you? Maybe it's one of those days when things just aren't fine. And the longing in your heart is for someone to care enough to look you in the eye and say, how are you really? And to listen to you when you tell them the truth. Or maybe it's a wonderful day and all sorts of ideas are sparking in your mind and in your heart and you're desperate for someone to listen to you as you tell them how great life is. There are many great courses in listening skills, but truth be told, we don't need to learn that listening's an art Truth be told, we hardly need to be taught that listening matters. Because in our guts, we know the significance of listening. Because we know what it means when someone listens. And we know what it feels like when someone doesn't. Now, John tells us with stark honesty, Jesus had to go through Samaria No Jewish person in their right minds would choose to go through Samaria because of the centuries-long hostility between Jews and Samaritans. And because of that tension, there were areas of the country which belonged to the other side, which weren't familiar and which you just wouldn't go to unless you had to. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? In the context of our centuries-long hostility and suspicion, even now, in the context of an infant peace, doesn't that sound familiar? Four Corners Festival began when Reverend Steve Stockman and Father Martin McGill had to go to areas of the city with which they were unfamiliar. And prompted by the Spirit of God, they realized that this is not the way it should be. And they began this festival with others to encourage all to experience all of their city and to cross boundaries in their everyday lives. Jesus had to go to a region with which he was not familiar and which belonged in the tribal terms of his day to the other side. But Jesus, Jesus at ease in an unfamiliar situation doesn't put his head down, no eye contact. He engages with the woman who just came to the well to get some water. Will you give me a drink? he asks. The question isn't, can you? It's patently obvious that she can get him a drink. The question is, will she? Will she cross the barrier? Will she engage with Jesus in a situation which is rapidly becoming as unfamiliar to her as the region is to Jesus? You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman, she says. How can you ask me for a drink? And John, because he knows, needs us to understand just how weird this situation is, puts in brackets for those of us who read it, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And in the unlikely conversation which follows, Jesus engages and speaks with and listens to this woman who has a different national background, different history, different religious and political views. Jesus listens. 
And he listens so well that he hears not just her words, but what lies behind them. This is such familiar ground for those of us who have grown up with these accounts, that we can miss the wonder of what's happening here. Jesus is the Son of God. He is the one who conquered the grave. The words that we have sung are true. He is the one before whom all the company of heaven cries, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. This Jesus listens to the questions and the life of the Samaritan woman. Same theme is there in God's conversation with Moses on holy ground. Conversation begins with God making his identity crystal clear to Moses. I, God says, am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And then this God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, says something that's just astounding. God says, I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out out. God listens. This is just astounding. And if you're listening to this here this morning, or in bed, or hoovering, or walking, and thinking, I'm glad they have their faith. But Jesus, Jesus wouldn't want anything to do with me. Please hear. Please listen to the evidence of this story, that the love of God does stream to every person every place, beyond our expectations and the barriers we put up, that all are loved, all are valued. God, loving parent, Jesus, Son of God, listens. It's God's love for us, writes the German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, that he not only gives us his word, but also lends us his ear. Now, What might it look like? What might it look like if those of us who even falteringly follow Jesus followed his example? What if the stories of those who are new to Northern Ireland were really listened to? What if we listened to those who still hurt as a result of violence? What if we gathered to listen, really listen to God in prayer? What if we listened to the stories of those who throw stones at police vans or barricades or who paint racist slogans on the homes of those who are just trying to settle in? Now, which of those made you angry? Which made you think that's a step too far? Jesus sits by a well and listens, listens to a Samaritan woman. Listening's an art, a demanding, challenging, unsettling art. But is it enough? Is it enough to listen? Could I talk something through with you, he asked. And as we chatted, He told me about a situation that, like so many other situations, has no easy answers. And when we rose to part, there were many things left unresolved. 
He had needed to talk and I had listened, but he said goodbye with a hint of resignation. Well, he said, thanks for listening anyway. He meant it kindly, but it felt and it still feels like a slap across the face. It still feels as if listening wasn't enough that day. Listening may be an art, it may be deeply significant, but is it always enough? Well, Jesus isn't the only one who listens in this encounter. The woman listens courageously too and finds her imagination and her curiosity sparked. Jesus says, everyone who drinks this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks the water I will give them will never thirst. Indeed, Jesus says, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. These are significant words, and she listens. They're words to be grappled with and she listens. And for her, listening isn't the end point. For having listened, she sees things differently. She has the courage and the insight and the imagination to imagine that things can never be the same again. If Jesus is who he says he is, if he is the Messiah, then everything changes. And she goes immediately and tells her friends, Like the woman at the well, when we dare to listen, we may find ourselves being invited to act. How can we listen to the stories of those who live with the reality of climate change and not act? How can we listen to the voices of young people who want a better future and not be stirred to act? Well, here's the truth. We can listen very easily to those stories and experiences and then do nothing. All too easily we can listen and be moved and stay the same. And maybe God seems distant because many people of God's people are not listening. And maybe God seems distant because God's people listen and allow ourselves the luxury of being moved and turn away. And God still calls, calls us from our comfort onto uncomfortable holy ground. And when we think, no, I like my comfort, God says, listen to the cries of those who live every day with injustice. And when we cry, I don't want sacrifice, God points us to the cross and says, listen. And when we think, but I love those who like me, isn't that enough? God says, listen. In this wonderful city of Belfast, we know about walls. We know about areas which we feel belong to the other side. We know what it is to live with a history which casts a long shadow. And God still speaks, calls us out from our corners. God's spirit unblocking our ears so that we can hear each other and hear God's voice as he speaks and says, listen. Listen to the song of another kingdom where all are loved, where justice flows like a river, and where there are great waves of righteousness. Listen. 